Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ryan. I'm a four-time marathoner with a three-hour, 27-minute PR. And I'm an Olympic marathon trials qualifier with a 214 PR. But more than that, we both have wives, full-time jobs, and we're dads. Welcome to Tempo Talk, our podcast where we'll be sharing our running journeys, highlighting hot topics in the running world, and interviewing rad runners. Be sure to subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening and talk with you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tempo Talks, episode two. I'm Ryan. And I'm Aaron. And today we have a very special guest. It is <laughs> our own Aaron Davis. All right, all right. Glad to be here. <laughs> um, so we figured that, you know, as we get into this podcast and it continues to grow, that um, we'd want to, you know, learn more about each other, right, and share our running journeys with you. So that starts with really learning about our histories together yeah. and then updating you guys on you know, how that goes in the future. Yeah. And we started last, you know, the first episode as telling a lot of your story and, uh, and then as things progressed and shifted in our focus, we realized, well, it might be a good idea to tell mine too. So I appreciate, uh, you bringing that up makes it exciting for me. I don't get to sit on this side of the microphone very often. (laughs) I've been on a few podcasts, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. So how was your weekend, Aaron? It was great. I, uh, we went to Boulder, my wife and I, so, uh, we (laughs) literally to what's today, the 16th, uh, Wednesday, the 16th, literally last Sunday, a week, a week and a half ago, we were sitting like kind of about to start getting ready for church and stuff. And, uh, I was like, we had planned to just go out of town for a couple of days, uh, like to Waco or some, somewhere like Austin, you know, just something, get an Airbnb and go. And I, I looked at her and I was like, let's just go to Boulder. Like we have been before. We love it. Colorado is fairly low risk right now, as far as like, uh, um, like COVID breakouts in that area. And we got there and realized it's because people are being incredibly diligent, like wearing masks while running and everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's different there. So, but we had a good time. We went and, uh, and ran, I ran a little bit, did a little bit, um, I guess my weekend started on Saturday with a with a half marathon time trial. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, how did that go? <laughs> that went really really good. I uh, I ran about a five minute PR. Nice. Um, so uh, I, I missed my goal by just a little bit, and uh, so I did the Salado Creek Trailhead from 1604 down to Tobin Park, kind of uh, 410 here in San Antonio. It's 13 miles, about uh, from po- point to point. And uh, I was tagging on with a group that was doing a full marathon, trying to break three hours. And so I tagged on with them for the first probably seven miles. And then I kind of fell off a little bit. We had a mishap with the guy who was riding a bike with me, carrying my gels and stuff. Uh, we got a little separated. And so I didn't take a gel till like mile seven. Uh, so I was, I was feeling a little depleted. Um, but uh, either way, I ran 131.43 or 46, according to Strava. Uh, which is good enough for a Strava PR. Like Strava says, that's my fastest. Obviously, it's unofficial. Uh, but um, yeah, it was about five minutes faster. I'm still chasing that 130. I want to go under 130. I, but, you know, I'll get it next time. Yeah, you're, it you're right there. And yeah. You're right I, I, there. And I feel like I can get it. I, I look back now and I see like mile 10, mile 11, or, or really mile 9, mile 10 uh, is where I kind of hit a low. There were a few hills and, uh, but I was able to bounce back, which was huge, which yeah. uh, is something I'm sure we'll talk about that, um, 
that I've done horrible with in the past, bouncing <laughs> back after, <laughs> after downs or lows. So, um, but it was a good weekend. Started with the, started with the time trial, then went to Boulder. We just got back yesterday and, uh, we had a lot of fun and it was relaxing. How about you? How'd things go? Yeah, good. I, uh, went out to the Bandera course yet again. Yeah. So I finally have now seen the entire 50 K loop. So I ran the back half of the course, which there was like one hill kind of in the second half. But besides that, it was pretty flat and fast, yeah. um, not too rugged at all. I was clipping um, mid to low six minute pace towards the end, wow. which felt good. Yeah. Now, granted, race day, 60 plus miles is different than 20. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, But I think on race day, besides the people that are familiar with the course already that have been out there to race... I think out of any first timers, no one is going to be more prepared for the course than you are. Cause there's no one probably that's going to be out there. At least not that maybe not competing it up, you know, like flying in for it or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some people might have the leg up cause they've actually had the experience of running the race before. Yeah. So that's where I'm lacking. I know the course, but when I get beyond 50 K, what does that feel like? Right. That's an entirely new feeling. Just like anybody tackling marathon, half yeah. marathon, 10 K, 5 K before before you know yeah. it's in, it can be intimidating right to um take on a new distance and just not know how your body is going yep. to react yep. but that's what that's what we train that's for what we train for right mentally prepare for definitely yeah, it's worth it definitely so. so just like you you know you talked about hitting the quote-unquote wall mile 9 10 11 i like to look at races almost like breaking them up in thirds mm -hmm. right the first third you run with your mind because you feel fresh you feel good but mm -hmm. you need to run smart mm -hmm. stay within yourself be conservative uh, the middle third, um, you run with your heart, right? Like you, uh, stay, uh, motivated mm -hmm. out there and you know that you're, you're, too, you're far from the finish line, but you have to, um, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And then the last third, um, I always say like you run with everything, yeah. mind, heart, legs, like whatever you have left, just <laughs> give it all the way through the finish yeah. line. Uh, so that's definitely where you were hitting that. And I don't know how that's going to play on an ultra. I'm sure I'll be feeling if if I, if I if it doesn't hit me to the last third, i.e. mile forty, yeah, I'll, I'm probably having a pretty good day. Yeah, but um, that would be great. That would yeah. be fantastic. I don't know. I've only ever been fifty k, so and my fifty k was very like casual. Mm -hmm. It was doing it. I I got the race for free like a couple weeks before, and I just did it because I was in marathon shape. So yeah. Uh, so this yeah, it's hundred k is totally different though. It is. But it's hey, you way. mentioned you went to Boulder. What all did you do while you were up there? So the the podcast listeners will be excited to know that one of the things that I did was I uh, did sit down for an interview in person with Brogan Austin of Tin Man Elite uh, and Adidas. Um, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So we did that uh, the day after I got there. Um, he was really cool, cool, very cool interview. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we were there in the Airbnb. It was a really cool Airbnb, so it was a nice setup. Um, I also went up uh, and, and met up with a friend who I'd met two years ago when I went to Boulder. Um, I got connected with this guy in a little town south of Denver. I ran with them for the Ginger Runner Global Run uh, race, and I just met up with them. Uh, I kept in contact with him over the last two years, and he took me up Green Mountain. So we did, um, green mountain and that was a lot of fun. We did that. The, so, I, so I did the time trial on Saturday, left on Saturday to go to Boulder, like flew there. And then Sunday morning, woke up really early to go 3000 feet 
of climbing up to the top of Green Mountain on half marathon time trial legs. But I, it was weird because I felt pretty good. Um, and then the next day, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment because the next day I went to uh, Magnolia Road, which is like real famous, the Colorado uh, Buffaloes, um, CU Buffs there in Boulder. Um, they run out there, do long runs out there and stuff like that. It's at 8,000 feet and it's super hilly. And so I ran five miles on that. That was crazy. That was the running stuff I did. And then other than that, I mean, a lot of stuff was closed. Um, so my wife and I just like got coffee, picked up food, you know, where we could hung out, just, you know, went to bookstores, just kind of hung out. And that's what it was. That's all we wanted it to be was just a relaxing trip. We drove out to Estes park and some cool places out there. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Sounds like you got exactly what you wanted out of it. Escape yeah. during the time of COVID. We just needed relax. some rest and relaxation. We had two years worth of pre COVID, you know, we had uh, two years worth of like canceled vacations you know, so we just, that's why we pulled the trigger. So kind of seemingly impulsively, even though it wasn't really impulsive, we were already planning to do something, but the destination was kind of impulsive and, yeah. um, we went there. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We had a good time. Couple, couple notes on that real quick. Brogan Austin, if you're unfamiliar with him, uh, 2018 USA national champion in the marathon, some pretty epic video of him kicking it home literally in like the last half mile to win the championship. And that was out at the California international marathon, which is where you qualified for the trials, right? Same race. I was yeah. running right next to him at mile 21 before he absolutely <laughs> took off and beat me by a couple of minutes at the end. Um, so he's, he's, he is an amazing guy. Um, cereal aficionado. I don't know if you guys, Oh, we didn't talk there. about cereal. Uh, so he's got that going for him and, and just like a very fascinating background about how he came to be yeah. um, where he is. Yeah, we did. T we had a great conversation about just his background and he offers a lot of really good insight for people that um, have ever felt like they were struggling to get motivation or um, maybe putting too much pressure on themselves, that kind of thing, um, experience injuries or anything like that the mental side of things. I mean, he really, we dug deep on that. So it was a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And then talk about green mountain. There was an awesome picture of you up there with your longtime friend. Yeah. Um, so go follow Aaron at, at template yeah. talks, Aaron on Instagram. If you want to check that out. I yeah. mean, I even so put a video. He, he, you know, I'm from South Texas. I don't run in the snow at all. Don't really run in the mountains ever. And we posted a video, I posted a video on my Instagram, like kind of what I felt like flying down a mountain in the snow that we just had one spike on our, on one foot. He had the other one and, uh, and I was in some, uh, Nike wild horse. They held up pretty well. I mean, just booking it down the mountain, probably like seven flat pace, but down the hill in snow, you know, for me, that's like, that's you know, wild. That's, that's huge. <laughs> so. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Posted some videos and, and photos there. So really cool, man. Okay. Well, we got a lot going on right now, including starting this podcast. Yes. And today is, we're all learning all about you, Aaron. What's your background? Where are you from? What are you doing? And where are you going? Yeah. So I want to start out with where did the idea of Tempo Talks originate? Because you started this out, you already have, you know, a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. another podcast. Um, yeah. So you've, you've dabbled in this area before, but where did specifically for Tempo Talks come from? I think uh, just my love for running kind of 
the, the idea just simmered for a while. You know, I, um, I do have a podcast that I do with my wife, which is totally unrelated to running or anything of that nature. Um, but so we've had equipment for a long time, mics, you know, the, the software that we need and things like that. And, um, you know, I wanted to like do a YouTube channel. I, I enjoy video editing, things of that nature, but I always just had this like kind of mind like block of there's a lot of content out there, a lot of really good content, especially on the YouTube side, but even in the podcast, you know, you have people that are putting out crazy, uh, great episodes and, and landing all the big guests and things like that. And I don't know if the fact that I had a full-time job and all this other stuff kind of was, was prohibit or kind of limiting me from really taking the plunge into that. But it was just the idea of wanting to, have an outlet to talk about running with people that also like to talk about running where I don't feel like I'm annoying them because I like to talk about running so much, uh, and, and enjoy something, you know, that I, uh, am passionate about, enjoy talking about it. So, um, I like to talk and I like the podcast kind of format. I listen to a lot of podcasts and, uh, one day the name tempo talks just came into my head. I like, I don't know where it came from or what, but I was thinking to myself, man, that's a really great name for a podcast. And I thought of it from two angles because I'm also a musician. And so I've played the drums like 27 years or something like that. <laughs> so, um, so I was thinking, oh, I could maybe talk about music and cause tempo, you know, but then there's tempo runs and I could talk about it from the uh, perspective of music or from running. And so, uh, that's really the angle that I decided to take. And, and I sat on it for a while, got all the social, you know, media handles and stuff like that. Um, but it, it just originated from my love for running and a good name, <laughs> you know, a good, a good catchphrase or something like that. And, yeah. uh, and so I decided to hop into it. So rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Tempo talks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I uh, couldn't believe that it wasn't taken <laughs> either in music or in, in, no one really had it. So, but it was good. Yeah. So, uh, so started that, um, I started kind of building, reaching out to people, you obviously being the first, uh, and reaching out to people just to see if, if, people with cool stories or that have done cool races or things like that, uh, were available to talk. And it's been kind of crazy already with what, not only what we've done with like Brogan and you, uh, but also what we have coming, <laughs> some big guests some coming guests, up. like some guests that I'm just like, wow, I don't know how that happened. Just, just from an email or a DM or stuff like that. So, uh, it's exciting, but I'm also excited about getting to sit down and, and I don't think we explicitly said it, but, uh, with you joining up as a co-host, uh, consistently, um, and sitting down and even when we don't have a guest being able to hash out things like shoes or nutrition or, um, uh, just whatever in the running community or in the running world is, you know, interesting to us at the time. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah. We've already been brainstorming some great ideas over here about what we should do episodes about. Mm -hmm. Obviously when we bring on a guest, we're going to discuss right. that guest and their, their story, what's interesting about them. But when it's just us two, right? Like what's going on in the running world? Yeah. What are things that people want to hear? And while we have our own thoughts, we are going to be seeking out your opinions and what you want to mm -hmm. hear on social yeah. media. So be on the lookout yeah, for absolutely. that from both Aaron and I. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we definitely want to connect with all of you out there yeah. in that regard. 
so you started tempo talks. We're just getting the ball rolling here. Mm. What, what's your like vision of, of where it'll grow to in the future? What do you want to get out of the podcast? You know, I feel like if people are listening to our stories or our conversations and one of really two major things, first off, what I feel like I use podcasts for is to gather information and to be entertained. Those are, that's two things that I'm pushing into one thing, you know, together. Uh, I love to learn, you know, when I'm running by myself, if I'm listening to something, whether it's an audiobook or a podcast, I love to take in information and obviously there's an entertainment factor. So if, if I can, you know, entertain someone by our conversations or, have someone learn something or hear something from an interview or from one of our perspectives that makes a difference in their running life or their life in general, then that's a huge thing. Impacting people in that way, whether it's knowledge or entertainment or a mixture of the both. Um, and then I think, uh, as far as longevity, just having the opportunity to have great conversations with people. I love meeting new people. I love talking to people. Um, so the, the ability to connect not only with guests, but with an audience is, is just huge for me. So I, you know, it would be foolish of me not to say that I hope this just like explodes into a a podcast that people love and, uh, that it becomes a part of people's weekly lives. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. No, there's Uh, not. (laughs) And, and if I can have fun doing it, like, you know, which I, if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's work and I'm just not enjoying it, it's a grind, then that's not for me, you know, but I feel like, uh, building it into something that I enjoy and love and have fun with, um, and, and, and get to, you know, work with you and, and just blow this thing up. If it becomes a part of people's weekly lives, that's going to be huge for me, you know, going back to impacting them, by giving them knowledge and entertainment, you know. And I think what you mean by blowing up is just building a strong community, yeah. right? I think we've seen that with some of the other running content creators in the world that we see. I think when I think about um, Seth Demore mm-hmm. uh, specifically on yeah. YouTube and just like the engagement that he has with right. his community and the love and support they have for each other. Yeah, I think that's huge. something that we look at. And of course, there's the Ginger Runner um, there's David Roche with his various trail runner magazine articles and podcasts. Like there's a lot of examples of that out there. Mm, yeah. Um, and that gets us excited. I think in the year 2020, the pandemic happening, yeah. uh, we've all come to see how important the running community really is in our lives and how much we miss them. Um, and how much we want to grow with them, um, in 2021 and beyond. Yeah. So I'm excited. This podcast is going to be an awesome conduit for building that community together um, and just having fun along the way right this is exciting and seeing like the opportunity for meetups and you know stuff like that down the line it's huge too so yeah definitely so while we are in san antonio we definitely do plan on traveling uh in the future you know dependent on pandemic and race schedules and whatnot and hopefully connecting with a lot of you out there um as we travel across the country um on our running journeys ourselves absolutely right so let's dive a little bit into your background, um, both as a runner and then in general, where yeah. you come from. So family has a very large role in yeah. your life and then also how you got started in running. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that happen? Yeah, so I wasn't a, I wasn't a high school, college athlete, really. Um, I was always one of those like neighborhood athletes that was good at basketball and stuff like that. Um, 
and you know, but as far as going to sports, I grew up in a, a you know, a really, um, a family that was really centered around church. My dad's a pastor. So, uh, a lot of the stuff that was like sports leagues in where I grew up in Florida had things that would conflict with like church schedule. So I never really played organized sports in the way that a lot of kids do. Um, because I just, you know, it, it was just not something that I was able to do. Um, I started getting involved in sports a lot when I was getting a little bit older, but at that point I was kind of like, I didn't play soccer when I was younger. I didn't play, uh, you know, like uh, other things. And so I, a lot of times when you get to high school, if you're behind already in kind of athletic development, then it's hard to get your foot in. I remember when I, uh, went to ninth grade, we moved to a new town. We went to a pizza joint and the guy was a teacher the guy that owned the pizza joint was a teacher at the high school. And he was, he got me in uh, like a meeting with the basketball coach. Cause I told him I like basketball. And so the coach was like, yeah, play, play this guy over here and I'll watch y'all play. And they, and I would say I was playing horrible and like nothing ever came of it, you know? And, and so I was never like a, just this crazy athletic, you know, running in high school, running in college kind of, kind of person. Um, but over the years, uh, you know, I got married pretty young and, um, when I was about, 26, um, I started thinking a lot about my family health history. Uh, my mom had had two bouts with cancer. Um, well, she had had one and then there was one coming. Uh, and, uh, you know, there was things like high blood pressure, diabetes, all that kind of stuff that ran in my family, overweight on both sides of my family, male and female. Um, and so I started really thinking about the fact that I had, you know, at the time, one kid, um, and I knew that we were going to have more. Now I have three, uh, that I wanted to, you know, be around for. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I had an uncle that passed away really young, uh, with cancer. Um, uh, you know, it would happen that my mom would pass away a couple years. Uh, she passed away last year. So uh, a couple years after I started running, but I started thinking about like all the different things that, uh, all the different health issues and stuff like that. So that's really what kind of spurred my running. I also had a, um, kind of just, just a life event that, uh, needed to, that I needed to have a therapy outlet on, you know? And so, um, running was one of those things where I just went out the door one day, just like ran out my front door and ran like two and a half miles and felt like I was dying. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, but I just kept doing it. You know, I just, I just kept running. Um, I re probably ran a couple days later. And if you go back early and look at like my early, early Strava postings, I mean, you can see like I started using Strava pretty much right away when I started running and you could see like how it was real sporadic. I think I ran like 450 miles my first full year of running in 2016 um, and it just kind of grew from there. So yeah, it was never, it was never a thing about, you know, being a, a high school or a college athlete, but it was more about, uh, recognizing the need to take care, better care of myself. And I was actually already having, uh, some like high blood pressure stuff and, you know, some early warning signs that I really needed to, to get under control, even at like 25, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, I think one of the coolest things about running is that it's so deeply personal to all of us, right? And there's a lot of different boxes it can check that mm -hmm. motivates you to want to do it. Yeah. So you talked about um, 
your family and the health history that like that's a big reason why you got started mm-hmm. and still a reason why you're doing it today. Absolutely. Right. 100%. But then you also found that, Oh, I love the running community. Mm-hmm. I love um, chasing the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that it can continue to motivate us moving forward. I know for me personally, I love the competitive outlet that running brings to my life. Yeah. Otherwise I'd probably seek it, you know, playing video games <laughs> right. or something else that's not as productive, but then the side benefits of being healthy and fit um, yeah. are also a nice bonus too. Absolutely. Um, so I love that. I'm, I want to dive a little deeper into the passing of your mom last year, which I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear about. That's, you know, you don't wish that upon anybody to lose a family member that, that that's that close to you. Yeah. Um, how did that change your, you know, your view on running and what you want to get out of life? Yeah, it was, it was interesting because, um, you know, I was already running pretty consistently. I mean, last year was actually, um, you know, I think I ran somewhere like 1100 miles last year and that was the highest I had ever ran. Uh, and, and that was also in the midst of some downtime after she passed, she passed away in August and it, it was it was weird because I had used running as, like I said, kind of a almost a therapeutic outlet uh, for other things that I was going through in my life. And then, you know, I, I remember the, 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 it was a quick progression, her passing away. She had some heart issues for a long time and she was um, just kind of getting through a second bout with cancer. Um, and so my dad called me one day and he said, you know, mom's in like congestive heart failure and she's going to have to have a stint. And then, you know, it went from a stint to open heart surgery and the whole time from him calling me while I was at work and I could tell he was emotional, which I knew was out of the ordinary, um, because he's not an emotional guy. Uh, it, it went from him calling me and being emotional to, to me going there to her having open heart surgery to her passing away was like 12 days that whole time. So, uh, it, you know, I, I feel like it, one of the things that I wanted to do, like as soon as she passed away was just like go outside and go for a run just because I just wanted to get away from it all. In fact, I took my wife, she went there with me. Um, and eventually she had to go home to our kids, you know, Uh, and so, um, I took her to the airport and I had to drive into South Carolina and I just went for a run in a park there. Like I just found a park on a map and went for a run, uh, before my mom had passed, uh, just to kind of clear my head. Um, but what was interesting about that was I learned a lot, you know, during that time, that impact that, uh, of her going through that, that, um, you know, people go through hard things all the time. Like people are going through you know, whatever it may, it may be sickness for them personally, or it may be the loss of someone, especially this year, you know, people are going through the loss of family members because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that, uh, had the most profound impact on me was after my mom passed, I went, um, I came home, I was supposed to run the Alamo city ultra 50 K, which I had tried to run the year before and, and DNF'd. Um, and so I dropped down to the 10 K because I knew that I wouldn't be able to do 50 K, you know, right after my mom had passed. And then, uh, and then I almost didn't even get up the morning of the 10 K cause I was just like, so 
really just depressed, you know, didn't want to get out of bed. And, uh, but I did, I got up, no one that I knew was like waiting for me or running, you know, or anything, but I just decided to get up and, and go. And when I crossed the finish line of the 10 K in like almost an hour, I mean, it was, it was a horrible run, you know, a horrible race. But when I uh, crossed the finish line, Rob Goyen, uh, the race director for trail racing over Texas, uh, I had told him, you know, what was going on and, and that my mom had just passed. And he said, uh, one of the things that he said to me was be kind to yourself, like during this. And I kind of interpreted it as like, have grace for yourself as well, but be kind to yourself. He said, uh, you know, no matter, no matter what you're going to have difficulty getting like back into training or it's not even outside of running. Like there's going to be days where you're sad or where you're frustrated or whatever. Um, and just be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up about, about it. And, and with running, that's taught me that like, there's a lot of factors that are out of my control and a lot of things that, you know, I can't, you know, just that I can't control. And if I am kind to myself in the process and I understand that, Hey, I have a newborn baby. I may not be able to train as hard as I want to, or I have, you know, whatever else going on in life, it, it may hinder my ability to go to races. If, as long as I offer myself some kindness and some understanding, uh, running is just going to be what it has been for me this last five years. And that's just a joyous way to stay healthy and make friends and, you know, just be happy and have therapy. And so, um, yeah, that's, it, it was a huge, huge part of, of my life last year and losing her. Yeah. And that is such a powerful epiphany to have that, Hey, I can only control what I can control mm -hmm. and you know what? It's okay to feel sad. I mean, with such a cata cataclysmic event yeah. um, in your life, I think any normal person would feel that way. Yeah. Um, and it's okay, right? We all need time to grieve when those kind of things happen in our lives. Um, and I think that leaning on your wife, your family, mm -hmm. and the running community and your your passion for the sport that certainly helped, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Rather than just laying in bed like you talked about that morning, you got out there. Yeah, you, I wanted you, to. You I saw some folks. <laughs> yeah, you talked yeah. to the race director. I mean, that's part of the healing process. Yeah. So I think it's good that you gave yourself grace yeah. in that way. And it's probably helped you just kind of continue to flourish even after that. For sure. Know, that event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been a huge deal. And my, like, I, I also, I've had a coach for the last two years um, and, you know, having someone from the outside that, uh, was kind of controlling like what I was doing as far as training and stuff like that, having someone that was so willing to be helpful during that moment too, and not just be like, okay, well make sure you're getting your runs in. That was huge for me, you know, and, and it helped me, it helped motivate me back into things. Um, I shortly after that, <coughs> excuse me, found a, um, a good group of friends, uh, that were very consistent in running that I ran with, uh, on a pretty regular basis. And, um, and the fact that I had like my coach helping me along the lines with training and get back on track for running goals that I had, uh, it, it really just, it, it kind of helped me find almost a tribe in a way, you know, like sometimes that's cheesy to say, but you know what I mean? Like it, it helped me find, uh, motivation and, and really helped me through some of those dark moments of, of, uh, 
you know, sadness and things like that. Yeah. I think you talk about your coach and setting goals. I, one of the beautiful things you talked about that came up out of this was when you re- did the Goggins challenge yeah. um, earlier this year, right? Yeah. How yeah. did that go? That was, that was the, I mean, that was the craziest thing I think that I've ever done. So if you don't know what the Goggins challenge is, it's, it's, um, David Goggins, who most people know who that is, uh, does four by four by 48. So it's four miles every 40, every four hours for 48 hours. And so what, what happened was I was just, I think like scrolling Strava one day and Billy Yang, the YouTuber, uh, uh, filmmaker, podcaster, um, he had posted that he wanted to do a, like a global event with his followers and he wanted to do the Goggins challenge. So he literally set up like the Goggins challenge globally and had everyone doing the exact same, uh, like the four miles at the exact same time. So in your respective time zone, whatever, however it shifted, you know, everyone was running at the same time for, for like every four hours. Um, so for me, it was like 10, six and two AM and PM. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so I saw that and I had actually been wanting to do something to like honor my mom for a while. Um, But you know how like sometimes you just need someone like sometimes it's okay to just need someone else to give you the idea. Like (laughs) you like you want to do something. Maybe you can't put it into like exact, you know, whatever. You can't get the specifics down and then you hear an idea and you're like, oh, that's great. Like I want to do that. That's a good idea. That's basically how it happened for me. I saw him post and I'm like, boom, there it is. That's what I should do, uh, for my mom to like, you know, to honor her. And so, um, so I set up a GoFundMe and I decided that I was going to do an extra rep of it. So an extra four miles, uh, and start four hours earlier than the whole group. Um, because my mom was 52 when she passed. Yeah. And so it just worked out that the numbers were 52. And not only that, um, uh, it was on mother's day weekend. And like, he didn't plan that. He just kind of like threw it out there, but it just happened to be on mother's day weekend for me. So I did, uh, I did, I started at, um, I think two o'clock was the first one that I did in the afternoon. And, uh, and then six o'clock was like when the whole group started and, um, I ran every four hours, four miles for four, for 52 hours raised money. I was putting it on Strava, putting it on everywhere, you know, just raising money. I I raised over $2,000 for the American Heart Association during that time. Um, But that was one of those things that just like inspired me to get out and do something that was meaningful running, something that I enjoyed doing. And it was really cool because like so many people um, like hit me up wanting to run with me, you know? So like I had several people come at various times. No one wanted the 2 a.m. shift for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why that was, but, but, uh, several people ran with me like at the late, like 10 o'clock, which was actually probably the harder one for me, 10 PM, um, or like the early mornings. Uh, and so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I had a good time, man. Talk about it all. I had no idea it happened on mother's day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and it just, it was crazy how it happened. And then what was really cool was I finished. Um, so I did my last four miles in my in-laws neighborhood Uh, and they live on the north side of San Antonio. And um, we were actually going over there for Mother's Day, like celebration for my mother-in-law and like, you know, my my wife's grandmother and all that. So we were just, and my wife, we were just celebrating Mother's Day. But a lot of people had went over there 
Um, and a few people, I ran like this lap around their pool, uh, their neighborhood pool. It's like maybe a, a third of a mile all the way around. And, um, I had done that a couple times and some people ran with me like, and then, uh, everyone that was there at my in-laws house did a lap around at the end, like to finish it. And they had made these like flowers that they pinned on me and stuff. It was really cool. So oh, that is yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you were able to combine all of that into not only like helping yourself take on a new challenge, find something to love with running, but then raising money for the American Heart Association. Yeah. Just um, cherry on top. Yeah. Right. And I'm no, I know your mom was looking down with a smile yeah. on you doing that. Yeah. Um, you talked about your coach earlier. Yeah. Um, tell me about your coach and how that relationship started and where yeah. it's been. I, uh, so Hayden Hawks is my coach. He's a runner for Hoka and, um, and your rabbit teammate actually, so mm-hmm. he's still with rabbit, but, um, but yeah, I, I, about two years ago, I was using a different coach. Um, I had kind of separated from a coach that I was using when I first started out. It just wasn't a good fit for me, you know? Um, and I probably wasn't a good fit for, for that coach, <laughs> Uh, but I did need some help and I had some goals. Like I want, I have my goals and, and I couldn't get there on my own. Like I, there were things that, um, that I just could not figure out like nutrition and, and keeping my weight up when I'm trying to bring miles up to and stuff like that. And so, uh, I had like Hayden was one of those people in the ultra running world that like would just accept your friend request on Facebook. <laughs> so I was friends with him on Facebook and I saw that he was uh, starting coaching. It was pretty early on in his coaching, uh, at least in his public coaching um, uh, career. And so I uh, messaged him, and it was really cool. Like within within a day or so, we were texting, and uh, he just let he was just telling me about everything and and you know kind of his philosophy and how he does stuff. And so I signed up to be with him, and it's been two years. And I went from. Uh, my first marathon was like five hours and 12 minutes. Granted, I was somewhat injured, uh, but, uh, I ran 327 at Houston Oh my gosh. and 131 for the half last weekend, which indicates like a much faster, even than Houston marathon time. So, um, yeah, so I've progressed in every distance. Um, and, and it's been a lot of fun. It's cool because, uh, we've been together now long enough that like, he's a friend. It's not just, uh, like I'm paying you to make me a plan, but going through like losing my mom and going through some of the race lows and some of the, um, you know, like, uh, pre-race jitters and, you know, kind of anxiety around running too. Uh, he's been there through pretty much all the, all the big successes and failures for me for running. So it's been a lot of fun and I, you know, I appreciate him a lot. It's, means a lot to me that he's that he still coaches you know and that he coaches me so yeah because I know it's not easy that's awesome that you've built such a strong relationship with him over time and I think those are the most beautiful coaching relationships the ones that stick yeah in the long term and you really get to know each other not only become friends but just like um trusted confidants together and can share in the highs and lows of life for sure um I think you know, having a coach is so important for us as runners too, not only for designing a training plan, um, which is important, but you can always go online and just download one for free, right? That's not really the true value in coaching. Mm -hmm. It's having somebody that, um, can listen to what's going on in your life, Mm -hmm. adapt your training 
for you, listen to you, give you feedback, constructive and, you know, tough feedback when you need to hear it. Someone who's honest with you. You can't get any of that out of downloading a training plan online. Which I had tried too. <laughs> I think we've all tried that at one point or the, or coaching ourselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll, I've gone through that plenty since I graduated um, from Texas A&M University about eight years ago now. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that can do that, like can, are disciplined enough to coach themselves, but uh, it wasn't for me. And, and so Hayden's been a huge, huge impact uh, personally and with running and stuff like that. Definitely. Well, yeah. I hope we can have him on as a yeah. guest. Wink, wink. He already said he future. would. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I'm curious. So, you know, we've talked about your background in life, your running. Obviously, y- you have a lot of other stuff going on, too. Mm-hmm. You're a husband. Mm-hmm. You're a father. Uh, you're a financial advisor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you work at your church. You have a YouTube channel. You now have two podcasts. I mean, what else? You're a man of mystery, a CIA secret agent, I think. No, how does all of that... Um, I, I guess my question is, you're involved in a lot of things. Yeah. Do, do all of those like work together to like uplift you? Does it ever feel like a burden? How does that all play together? Yeah, I mean... I can definitely get overextended, like I'm sure a lot of people can, you know, and there's probably a lot of people out there, you know, that will listen to this that do feel overextended at times. Um, But I'm kind of the, you know, I have the philosophy of like, you'll make time for what's valuable to you and, and, or, or not even that, well, valuable, but like, not just in the sense of, you know, your priorities and, and, and what you need to be doing or what you should be doing, but also what you want to do, you know? So like for me, it, like my first, my priorities are like, you know, my relationship with God and then my relationship with my family. And that's like, you know, one, two right there. And so I, if anything is pushing its way, like pushing those out, you know, then I have to reevaluate that. And so I have my um, involvement at my church, which kind of coincides with both of those because my wife is involved in ministry as well. And she's a singer and we are the worship uh, leaders here uh, at our church. And so, um, you know, we kind of do that together. Our podcast together is something that we do together. So I see those things as like family involvement as well. Um, You know, my running is probably the thing that's most unique to me uh, specifically, Um, and so that's also a reason why I toyed with the idea of the podcast for so long. I had to make sure that I had margin for it, but I also don't do a lot of things that other people do. Um, you know, like my, my weekends are spent with family. So like, I don't go out and party and stuff like that. You know, that's just not my person. I don't, I'm not downing anybody who does that. I'm just, that's not, that's not me. That's not what I do. I don't, like play video games. So I don't spend a, I mean, I don't even have a video game system. So again, not downing anyone who does, but that's just not what my interest is. You know, I've never been good at them anyway. So, so when people hear all the things I do, I have to sometimes qualify it by saying, yeah, but there's a lot of things that other people spend their time on that I don't, you know? And so I don't watch a lot of TV or movies, you know? Um, so I have time to edit podcasts. Um, now my YouTube stuff is like very, I just started and it's very, 
marginal, but well, actually, well, I say that we also have a family YouTube channel, like a, <laughs> a family vlog and that, that we are cranking out content pretty consistently, but for like the running YouTube channel, it's just like, you know, kind of there and I'm just throwing something up when I can, if I want to, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, you make time for the things that are valuable for you. Same thing with exercise and running. It's like, I, make time to run. I wake up super early. I go to bed early and wake up super early because that's when I can run, you know, and not have to worry about, uh, taking time away from my job and stuff like that. And I guess I didn't, yeah, mention my job in finance. That, <laughs> that's, that's way down the line. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hopefully no one hears that. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's, you know, I do spend 40 hours a week as an employee as well. So, um, yeah, that's a yeah. big deal, but, but I enjoy it. I'm enjoying everything right now. Yeah. And when things get out of hand or out of control and I can't manage it or I can't put the best effort into it, then I have to reevaluate and reassess it. You know, definitely. I love the point you make about um, we make time for the things that are important to us. I, I truly believe that. And I think it would be surprising to a lot of us if we just did like a time study on mm-hmm. where what we did each day, how much time we spent scrolling on Twitter yeah. or Instagram right. or watching Netflix or shoot other things that are important, but not maybe as productive, like driving to work yeah. or, um, eating or, yeah. you know, things like that. It would be really interesting to see the actual numbers and yeah. how, if, if we wanted to change something about our lives, where could we move that time around to, you know, really move our lives forward in the way that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool to hear that, you know, you, you're doing that at least the best you can. And we can all always improve Absolutely. in that regard. 100%. I'm not perfect on that. Yeah. For and sure. you shouldn't, you shouldn't be uber productive all the time either. Right. You need time to relax yeah. and like chill out yeah. and veg yeah. and let your brain just kind of wander. Right. I think there's some beauty in sometimes just sitting back and letting yourself dream and think, yeah. right. And just have an open mind. Yeah. Um, so, but man, it is, it's unbelievable where you've come from, mm-hmm. um, what you're doing right now. I'm so excited to be your co-host on this podcast and friend, yeah. um, and continue to just follow along with your journey, Aaron. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm curious, last, last question to close out here, um, goals, you know, what do you, what do you want out of not just running? This yeah. podcast is about running, but running life like what are you looking to do in the future yeah i um i mean i think as it pertains to running you know um my number one on paper goal is to run a boston qualifier uh for me i'm 32 oh i'm 31 i'll be 32 in march i'll be 32 on my next race on my on race day the woodlands (laughs) is on march the 6th which is my birthday and i'll be 32 uh, and I would love to run a Boston qualifier. That means I have to run under three hours, you know, so am I, am I there? I don't, I don't know quite yet, but I'm, I would like to get as close as I can. That's my number one goal right now. Um, I feel like that's completely attainable. Uh, it doesn't push those other areas of my life that are important. Like the preparation for that doesn't push those out of the way, you know, I can do that and still manage. So that's a big goal for me and to stay healthy, to stay having fun, to grow the community. Um, not only just the local running community, but the podcast community as well. I feel like that's a, we've already alluded to that, that that's a big, uh, driving factor to why, you know, we want to do this. So, um, so that's huge. 
Um, and I mean, I always want to say, you know, that I want to run faster. I want to, you know, maybe stretch the limits as far as distances are concerned and things like that. Um, but as long as I'm having fun and staying healthy and seeing some marginal improvement on my goals and stuff like that, then I, you know, then I'll feel really good about that. Um, you know, and in life, I think staying healthy for, for my family is, is a big thing. And, um, and keeping them the, the focus, you know, and the priority. Um, I have three kids and I want to see them, you know, I want to instill the values in them that have been instilled in me about working hard, you know, for a goal and continuing to pursue different things until you find the thing that you are passionate about. Cause there was a lot of things I tried before I found running, you know, as far as like hobbies and, and things like that, you know, there were a lot of things that I tried that I just never, you know, I tried to play the guitar. I tried to do other things and it just, you know, so, um, so being able to show my family and my kids, you know, the value of pursuing what you're interested in, but also working really hard to see results is, is huge for me. Um, and being around for them, you know, that's, that's a huge goal for me, uh, and to inspire people, you know, whether that's through, like I said earlier, the stories that they hear on these pot, you know, this podcast or um, conversations that they have with me while running. You know, if I'm not trying to be an inspiration and trying to uh, help people better themselves, then that's really I'm missing the point. You know, so. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can be an inspiration without even knowing you yeah. inspire other people. And uh, your story definitely inspires me, Aaron, to keep chasing the best version of myself um, and always believing in the process of um, being a, the best I can be each yeah. day to continue moving forward, mm-hmm. trying new things, being open-minded. So I'm I'm so excited to be a co-host on Tempo Talk. I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Like when that came up and we didn't dive into it too much at the beginning, but like when you just kind of casually mentioned that and I was like, that's that's like I said about the Goggins challenge. Like sometimes you need someone to say the idea. I was like, well, that's that's probably what I was looking for. You know, <laughs> was the opportunity to have someone to collaborate with, and it's to me, it's so much more enjoyable working on a team. You know, so I'm excited about about what's going to happen, especially knowing what I know about what's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we can't wait to bring you. Um, right now, I believe we're going to be releasing episodes every Friday. Yeah, yeah. Moving every forward. Friday. Um, we'll see how that goes and see mm-hmm. if we might revise that schedule or bring episodes to you more frequently. Yeah. But um, in the meantime, um, give us a follow on social media. Um, I'm at Ryan Miller 34 on Instagram. And I'm Tempo Talks Aaron and on Instagram. Give us a listen. We're also on Strava. Also on Strava. Yep. Give us a, a listen and subscribe um, wherever you find your podcasts, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Um, you name it google um aaron's the man in in putting those out there and we appreciate your love and support um thanks for listening and we hope you have a great day yeah we'll see you in the next one bye